Welcome, everybody, back to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Aaron Larsoul. This is The Hook. Uh, today on the show, we are going to discuss Anthony Davis's injury. Uh, look, that wasn't honestly the plan. And then Arison, or then, oof, man, I'm sorry. I just Did I hear Arison? Are you combining us into one evil entity? I just made you Mickey Arison. Oh, well, he's got a little bit more money than I do, so I guess <laughs> I guess that isn't terrible. I have to deal with Pat Riley a bunch more than I do now, but that isn't terrible, I guess. Man, you're rich as hell in Miami. That's right. Like, I, I, yeah, I own a bunch of cruise ships, and, and my team's number one in the East, I think, as, as it stands right now, so I yeah. guess that's not terrible. Let's get yeah. it. Um, I, I don't know if you can hear this off mic because I pour myself a whole bunch more Hennessy because I'm going to need it. <laughs> you just found right. out you have Harris, you have uh, Harrison's uh, bank hey, account. Bro. Well, then fuck it. it. This really is my favorite day of the week. <laughs> uh, so, but like I said, like we didn't, I didn't plan on really talking about uh, 80s injury. I thought Harrison and I covered it pretty at length yesterday. Jen hopped on and gave uh, kind of the medical view of, of what uh, this might look like, but then Aaron dropped a take that I wasn't expecting, so we're yeah, gonna jump, we're go. gonna we're gonna start with that. Um, I have thought this in this uh, conversation surrounding Jason Tatum's comments about All NBA and uh, it impacting the type of contracts that players can get has been super fascinating. So we're gonna discuss that. You said you have some heat. You said on 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 that front. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the buyout market has been really quiet been like DeAndre Bembry and Whispers. And crickets. Um, yeah, Goran Dragic cleared waivers, and like we just haven't heard anything about it. So uh, we're going to discuss that and like what we think might be going on there. And then finally, uh, we are going to wrap. We This is our last show before the All-Star Weekend. The only Lakers who are going to be participating, I believe, are is LeBron, right? That's it? Uh, yes. Yeah, Reeves didn't, Reeves didn't make the shooting stars thing. I honestly think Monk should have been in the three-point contest. Like, that's that's my that's my hot take. But okay. the Lakers suck this year, though, so it's not... Like, if the Lakers were good, he'd be in it. They just aren't, and he is not. Wait, there... Oh, well, sorry, I, this just came to mind. Sorry to, to, to uh, derail you here from your wonderful table of contents for the show. Yeah. Um, but in the Slack yesterday, among a million other things, the Slack was on fire yesterday. Um, and if you would like to share your, I am not, here, I, I am I'll not. give you space to do so. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but one of the other things that popped up, I think Harrison pointed this out from somebody's tweet. I would like to give them credit, but I, oh, I lethal like shooter. Scrolling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Not that I know of. I yeah, think maybe a shooter they... who, who works with some, some, uh, NBA guys, KCP. Uh, he works with some NBA guys <laughs> um, <laughs> as a as a shooting doctor, a shooting coach, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, if this this tweet is to be believed, uh, wrote an email to Adam Silver petitioning to be in the three point shootout. I don't think he's going to get the opportunity to do so. No. But I like. Do you remember Craig Hodges when Craig Hodges won the year before was the returning champ? And then wasn't on an NBA team, so he was out there in a three-point shootout with just a an NBA, just, an NBA. just a generic <laughs> NBA jersey on, out there looking like Rob Lowe with the NFL game with the NFL hat. Right. <laughs> what was uh, that? Was uh, I don't know when was that? Early '90s, probably. It doesn't matter, but yeah, they were. It reminded me. I need Craig Hudge. I mean, I need. Uh, Leith, I don't need Lethal Shooter out there, but I need Lethal Shooter out there in a just generic NBA jersey. No, he would maybe. be. He would. He would do Lethal Shooter on his shirt. No, or actually, maybe he should wear like a Craig Hodges jersey. That'd be badass. See, honestly. that would be good. That'd be like cool. the paint, like they do in the dunk contest. You know, they like pay homage to yeah 
the people before them. So yeah. that would be interesting. All right, uh, sorry. I look, I don't know about lethal shooter as like a shooting coach. Some of his techniques are certainly kind I of do. interesting, <laughs> but, but the man knows how to market himself. So mm-hmm. shouts to him for that. And then, uh, and then finally, like I said, this is going to be the last uh, episode of the hook before all-star weekend. Aaron, you have been around the league for a long time and I need you. I'm going to get your best all-star weekend story. And if just you get my a heads best up, all-star weekend story, this might be the last episode of The Hook, not just before All-Star Weekend, but period. I want that one. All right, so uh, let's start, though, with Anthony Davis's injury. Uh, It is a midfoot sprain, for those of you who uh, have not been paying attention for the last 12 hours. He uh, is out for at least the next four weeks before the Lakers reevaluate him at that time. Again, just so that you guys don't get all nuts about this, uh, that means that he is just going to get reevaluated in four weeks. That does not mean to expect the guy to play. And if he doesn't play at that four week mark, it does not make him any more injury prone than anybody else who has dealt with I heard with your apology injury. yesterday, and I think, yeah, I think you handled that well. You know, That's I'm all I'm going to say on I'm that. Trying, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to grow as a human. I read, all you, look. All you can do, brother. I don't I don't plug many things on here unless they pay me to get at me if you want to plug if you if you, if you want those plugs on here Mike Shore's book um, how to be perfect and in, in, in all of that uh, it's on Amazon I read the audible version which he reads himself and Did by you the say way you read the audible version is that what right. you call it yeah well I, I listened to the audio yes version. you're I not, paid, you are you didn't actually read anything I read the description. <laughs> Fair. All right, fine. <laughs> I don't know that you can say you read an yeah, audio book. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Look, right, if you're, fine. it depends on it depends on how you're listening. I think if you're actively listening and that you're is kind of notes. No, like 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 this, if that's the only thing that you kind of have going on, right? You're, hi- it, you're highlighting whatever you're listening to the whatever screen you're listening to this on. You're highlighting it. Yeah, I my iPhone's all messed up right now because yeah. I just I, it's all written. Your dog on with, earing your iPhone. <laughs> uh, but but no, I, I think if you if you are not distracted while you are listening to an audiobook, I think you're allowed to take credit for reading the audiobook. I say this as somebody who hates reading, and I'm just trying to say that I have read many books. <laughs> are they leather bound? <laughs> I'm working on that. Books. I've I've, I've read many books. Okay, I have a shit ton of leather bound audiobooks. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that that book though, uh, how to be how to be perfect or something like that is incredible. His reading of it is really good. It involves some of the the, the actors from uh, the Good Place, which is one of my if not my favorite show of all time. Uh, and so. Uh, you're going to want to check that out. And as a result, I have been trying to be better. And one of the, literally a chapter of it is learning how to apologize. So I, I tried to apologize yesterday. Got a stomach ache. I hurt my tummy. No, you, no, you did. You did right. All right. You did. You did right. All right. So I just think if, if you're apologizing, there shouldn't be a, but no buts in an apology. As soon as you say, but in an apology, it's no longer an apology. Correct. Yeah. All right. Sorry, but we're going to move on. And <laughs> let's remind Game of Thrones. I'll, I'll 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 leave it alone. But you're reminding me of a couple of Game of Thrones, my two favorite Game yeah. of Thrones lines. But I'll leave it. Everything alone. everything before the word "but" is, is yeah, it doesn't bullshit. count. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, yep. That and uh, they they asked uh, <laughs> Tyrion about the, like something, and he goes, "I drink and I know things." Yeah, I have a <laughs> I, I literally like, I have a wine I glass. Can relate to that. I have a wine glass with that on it. 
<laughs> Except I'm, I'm learning on the second part of that. I'm really good at the first, not as good as at the second. Um, AD's injury, though. Mm-hmm. And your, your take is that it doesn't uh, matter for the direction of the season. I think you could take that two ways. I'll let you give up like your version of why it doesn't matter. Okay, so with the caveat that, you know, let's say he is he has a little bit of runway to get himself back right at the end of the season right uh as you just mentioned he's being reevaluated in four weeks doesn't mean he's coming back in four weeks let's say that that's six weeks that he comes back actually that gives him uh you know a handful of games um to get to try to get himself together um as the lakers enter what is likely the play-in game as long as AD is feeling right, feeling healthy by that time, I don't think it matters because I don't think I don't think the Lakers' fortunes during the rest of this regular season are going to change that much. Um, mm. I don't think the Lakers were going to catch the Clippers. The Clippers actually have the same number of losses as the Lakers, interestingly enough. Um, and the Clippers are an eighth getting to the eight seed matters because then you get two chances. Um, but I don't think the Lakers were going to catch the Clippers and we're not definitely not going to catch, uh, the Timberwolves who are in seventh. So I think the Lakers were pretty, were pretty much going to be the nine seed with or without Anthony Davis. I think LeBron can keep, keep the team afloat enough to keep them there. I don't think they're going to get caught by Portland or new Orleans, etc. Um, so I think the Lakers were going to be the nine seed definitely not locked in but pretty close to locked in i don't I, the clippers are i think probably and i'm not suggesting the lakers shouldn't push for the eight seed the eight seed or the eight seed going into the play-in matters uh because as i said then you get two chances right then you 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 only have to win one of two um as the nine or ten you have to win twice which is a daunting task memphis did it last year but it is a daunting task um but i think the lakers were going to be the nine seed either way i don't think I don't think the AD injury is going to make them fall back enough that th- they're not going to fall out of the play-in. I, mm-hmm. That would require two of San Antonio, uh, Portland, Kings, and mm-hmm. and New Orleans, New Orleans to try to to pass them. So I, they're not going to fall out of the play-in. Is it possible they slide back? They're two games, two and a half games ahead of uh, both Portland and San Antonio, I believe. Um, who are tied for 10th and, and, and um, new Orleans is right behind them. So is it possible they slide back to 10th? It's possible, but I doubt it. Um, I think LeBron keeps them afloat enough to not. And I don't think they were going to pass the Clippers who have a one and a half game lead, a much easier schedule and the tiebreaker. Now it does matter because the two Clippers games that the Lakers will play the Clippers twice. I think in the first week after coming back from, from the all-star break, and AD won't be available for those, so that hurts. But I don't think the Lakers were going to catch the Clippers anyway. So I don't know. As long as AD is feeling right when... And and uh, you've mentioned this in your apology yesterday. The way AD came back from his past, from the last injury, um, was really impressive. He looked like a dominant yeah. force coming back. So if he can look like that dominant force after however long this takes to heal, and you have that dominant force... When it when it gets to the playing game, I don't think this changes that much. Yeah, I 
this is going to shock everybody listening to me, but I, I feel like it doesn't matter because this season was shot anyway. Like this was just like, I, I compared it in last night's uh, lounge with Harrison to double tap in zombie land, right? Yes, the, you did. The zombie yeah, is yes, already lying there on the ground and you're just putting one more bullet in it to make sure it doesn't get up like this. This season was done, man. Like the, it was, uh, you know, I think they have looked better since the uh, trade deadline. Now that no, their names are no longer in trade rumors constantly, and yes. there seems to be this like recommitment to the things that help you win basketball games. That's why it really, really sucked to see AD go down like this because they were playing, I thought, really good basketball. And by the way, like they they still won that game. Like yes. that that was that was an incredible game, an incredible win. Even if I think Utah is one of the more fraudulent teams of my lifetime. Like <laughs> you and I do not disagree about that, <laughs> but like, I, I think, I think, you know, it was, it, it really sucked to see that. And maybe, you know, uh, with AD out LeBron and Russ get closer on the same page and, and, uh, now it's tough because AD is going to come back and right. it has yeah, looked that's, really that's, clunky. That's the thing. Like what any, any, mov- any momentum, yeah, cohesion. You're immediately yeah. going to lose it because you have to work on yeah, getting those three yeah. guys on the same page. I mean, I think I think again. LeBron and and Russ, hopefully finding some kind of yin and yang, something that works. Yeah, that matters for the time that AD is out. But like, I don't know that that's anything that you can bank and then take forward with you when AD is back. That all right now we're here some great run in the playoffs because we have this and we just mix AD back in. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, I, I think it'd be easier. Or it certainly hasn't worked that way. Yeah. Well, it, and like, you know, it it is kind of a weird version of the Rockets trading Capella, right? Where now Russ gets to slide down to center more, gets to slide down to that dunker spot more. You get another shooter out there on the floor with eight, with LeBron having all this room to make decisions and pick defenses apart. Like, you become a very different team. It's just like you're saying, though, that that version of the Lakers, the best version of this iteration of the Lakers with AD out is still not good enough, I don't think, to make a run in the playoffs. And then you're adding AD to it with not enough time, I don't think, to gain any really momentum and any understanding of how those three are going to play together. And and it's just... That's been the story of the year. Yeah, it, it really has been. And it sucks, you know. I Well, no, I kind of disagree with that, though, because I, I think the story of the year was that, you know, dating back to the offseason, the Lakers and LeBron miscalculated how badly, how much resource they needed to allocate to a ball handler who alleviates some of that burden from LeBron. Like that to me is the story of this season and the lesson to learn from this that like, yeah, even if, and I'm granting that LeBron, I understand where LeBron is coming from. If he's saying that that's something that the Lakers need to prioritize, you know, at this stage of his career, I get that, but allocating as many resources to it where you're bringing in a $45 million player who doesn't fit well enough to actually alleviate that burden. That to me is, is the story of the season. And then, you know, the injuries, I just hope that the Lakers front office don't use injuries as an excuse as to why this experiment didn't work. It was doomed from the start. All right. So Hennessy is delicious. (laughs) Um, I always forget, man, when I go on rants like that, because you and I, like, we've been taught, we, if you guys listen to this, basically the concept of this show is that I really enjoy talking basketball with Aaron. We would go to, we went to uh, at least one summer league mm-hmm. and 
drank it at uh, video poker to like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. And I walked away from that. That was when you had your show, I believe, with True. It was it was like in it, it had just uh, it was to- no, you, you know what? That was that was uh before True came on board. That was Oh it was, uh, was Jay. That would no, that was after th- there was a period of time uh. that I was doing the show by myself. That was in mm. the first off season after doing the official Lakers podcast, and I was doing the show by myself. Yeah. And- um and so that was like that was I remember I I interviewed I talked to Mo Wagner in in his hotel room and I'm like man will you put a shirt on he's just like hanging around in his hotel room without a shirt on and I'm like look man I like come on man like can you, will you put a shirt on so I can talk to you yeah I already like I said what's up to him you know gave him a hug or whatever I'm like look man my yeah. head is in your chest. Will you put a shirt on at least right. while I talk to you? You're, I'm, you're I'm talking to you and I'm staring me. at your nipples, dude. Like, yeah, that's, but we did. Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was the first time we got to sit around and talk basketball. Yes. And and, you know, I walked away from that and I was like, yeah, if there's ever an opportunity to be able to talk to basketball more consistently with this guy and, you know, conceivably on air. Then yeah, I can't wait to do that. But the, the problem the issue- is on air, I can only do like twenty five percent of what, what I can talk about. <laughs> right? off air. And I talk to you the same way here as I do when you can talk at a hundred percent of Correct. truth. And uh, and that's why Hennessy is so delicious. Hennessy, get at it us. Is, it is, it is uh, indeed. But and but yeah, do. I like if you. I think injuries are like story B. But I think okay. the story of this season is is that miscalculation. Well, look, is, I have is, been I have up. been pretty clear. Well, certainly with you, when I told you the rest thing was happening before it happened. Mm-hmm. So off of the air, I've been very clear about it. On the air, you need to get people angry at me for like not reporting this stuff. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's how this is going to go. People can yeah. like. Yeah, but the, the problem I'm not with that I'm is, not a reporter everybody listening. I'm not And, and I'm, the other problem the I'm other problem in. with that is one of the reasons why I can share with you yeah. as much as I do is because I know you're not going to Exactly. I I know you'll use it for context as opposed to <laughs> burning something cuz that would yep. not be good. It's but not, it's not something I'm interested in. I'm also uh so I I told you all of this and I told you my thoughts on it at the time. Um and I have been less obvious about that publicly but i was not a fan of the rust move to begin with Mm -hmm. i advocated against it i it ended up happening so take from that what you wherever you think i fit in the power dynamic but take from that what you will um but it it turns out rob palenka and lebron james have a little bit more sway than is that is that right (laughs) um But the point is, I, I don't disagree with you because yeah. I didn't think it, I I was not a huge fan of it conceptually to begin with. But I didn't think it was going to work. And mm-hmm. so far it hasn't worked. But I think it is fair to say one of the reasons why, mm-hmm. like, could it have worked? Maybe. I didn't think so at the beginning. I don't maybe, think so. But I didn't think I didn't think so. And I probably don't think so. Yeah. But maybe. I the one the one caveat I will give and the one olive branch and the one whatever mulligan I will I will allow for is I don't think we've had because of guys in and out and moving around and stuff I don't know that we've had a full chance to 
like really say the guys haven't played three more than three games in a row together. The yeah. Big three, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. You can't see this, but I'm doing air quotes if you're listening to this. Um, I the think big that three contracts. Is, I think we can, call, we can call them the big three contracts. We don't have to call them. Sure. Big three is sure. in three superstars. Sure. The big, big three names. The big three. The biggest three names. Well, I don't know. Is Melo a bigger name than Rutten? No, probably not. It doesn't Super matter. Ma Supermax times three. The 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 three most expensive contracts. We really haven't seen them. And look, I went, I, I'm admitting I went into this thinking, being very skeptical about it. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I don't think there has been enough time to see if it can work. Mm -hmm. I don't suspect it would or will. But I think it is fair to say... May you can say it's story B, I'll say it's story A, that like it's just been guys in and out between mm -hmm. those three. And they just like and I just said a few minutes ago that even if LeBron and, and Russ find something here, like is that something that can be taken forward with AD? Uh, who knows? Yeah. And especially in AD that, you know, we'll see what he looks like from the, like it sound the midfoot injury and talking to Jen and then seeing some other stuff that that other doctors out there have put out seems a lot more complicated like it seems there's there's a lot more going on with this midfoot thing than your typical ankle sprain well and here's the but here, and here's the other part of it and you alluded to this um I think hey I think it was you not Harrison but on the show with Harrison yesterday um by the way what with the audio with the, the headphones you know, never mind man. you know never mind um I think that you alluded now. to this yesterday and I think this is an important point there is a vast difference. Two things. There's a vast difference between being in shape and being in NBA shape. And there is a vast difference between upper body injuries and lower body injuries. Mm -hmm. And this four weeks with AD out, what, like even when he starts feeling a little better, what can he do? Oh, he can probably stand on the court and shoot some jumpers, right? He can probably, he can go on the, the like shoulder bike and get some cardio in that way. Mm -hmm. But with lower body injuries, especially like, you know, foot, ankle, knee stuff, he's not going to be able to get in the on the court. He's not going to be able to do his running. Yep. So his conditioning is going to suffer too. So that, that's going to be a, an issue. You know, right? If yeah. you had a shoulder injury or a neck thing, right? Like you can you can get on the bike or you can get on the elliptical or, or right. you know, well, if I you're remember, feeling better, you can run a little bit. But Well, and especially also like, so for example, Derek Fisher had a stress reaction or a stress uh, fracture in his in his foot that kept him out in an, I think it was an entire year fairly early in his career and um knowing that he wasn't going to be able to return basically he just really used that time took his time and focused on I think it was free throw shooting that he said that he really really centered himself on uh, because there is no motion there's no jumping it's just right. you know it's just you and your your you know, for him, it was his left hand, right? And it's the left side of the body that you, he really focused on lining it all up so that when he would shoot, he would, he would have a more kind of fundamentally sound jumper and, and a set shot. And, you know, as a result of that work, he became a significantly better shooter. Um, and, you know, look, Kobe never won a championship without Derek Fisher is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and there you have it. I, look, all I all I can give you guys is the facts, and 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 I think you know with AD and knowing that he is trying to get back and try to reimmerse himself 
into a situation where the Lakers are going to immediately going to be heading into the playoffs, basically when he returns or heading into playoff mode when he returns, um, you know, makes it more difficult to focus on those little things. And, and he's going to be trying to do whatever he can to stay in some kind of shape. And that's just, it, it complicates things. And, and the it situation does. is not ideal. Um, and, and like part of me honestly is saying, because I think the season is already shot, eighty, take your time. You know, don't don't push yourself to come back from this just to try to save a season that is likely already, you know, DOA. Yeah, I mean, it's not but I don't even think it's about the you know, what's interesting is like if it was under the the previous format from before last season, then it would be about like saving a season, a push, you know, in the final 10 games or something, you're however mm-hmm. many games back of the eight seed and you got to push just to get in. But like, I don't, there's nothing to save here. Go. You got to go win two games, yeah. go win two games to get a chance. And so I don't think that it's like, it's not about some furious run at the end. At this point, it's about, you got to, the Lakers in my opinion are going to be the nine seed and probably would have been the nine seed anyway mm-hmm. with AD. So now it's about winning two games in a row to get a chance. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on here to Jason Tatum and uh, his comments about uh, specifically losing $30-plus million to a vote for All-NBA. And uh, I, I just found the whole thing really interesting here. Um, here's what he actually had to say via J- the Old Man in the Three Yes. podcast with jj reddick uh, which is really good by the way it is about it the the way that it's set up right for the all nba stuff and you know a lot of guys have incentives for making all nba um and everyone knows i didn't make it last year i lost 30 million dollars or whatever um the fact that somebody could have that thought and basically cost someone $30 million. Um, forget about me. Say the next rookie extension guys that come in. I think that has to change. Because there's no like criteria set for the media, the, for the voters, on, like who they should vote for. It's like all opinion based. There's no like, well, oh, he should have to play this many games or they should be in the playoffs or average this many points. It's all like, well, you know, I, I like this guy a little bit more or certain things like that. And I think there's just a little too much on the line um, for that. So I want to start with the central point here being that it shouldn't be in the media's hands to decide bonuses on players, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is something how much a player gets paid should strictly be between the team and the player. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that I agree with, I, I, I agree completely that like, look, players, athletes nowadays, everybody hates the media enough. We don't need to (laughs) further incentivize (laughs) hating the people who are covering that team. Um, So that, that I can, I absolutely outright agree with, Hey, Take take awards completely out of the you know the bonus structure. That is not something 
that should come into play. If it comes into play for, you know, the team and that factors into their judgment, cool, but don't make that like a box that has to get checked in order to have access to the extra $30 million that Jason Tatum is talking about here. And by the way, that is freaking bananas. So we're talking about a decision costing somebody $30 million. Like that's, it's such an insane amount of money. That media person that he's talking about over the entirety of that media person's lifetime, probably not going to make $30 million total like that. <laughs> I mean, unless it's, unless it's Stephen A. Smith right. or, or right. uh, Wendy will probably make that, but yeah, right. of course. Almost, almost definitively not making that amount of money and, and having that amount of money in somebody's, in somebody's hands when it relates to somebody else's making that kind of cash like that, that makes me extremely uncomfortable. We'll just start yeah. there. Do you agree with that? 100%. Um, and I think a bigger issue here is that I will, uh, there's a couple things. One, I know, I know there are media guys that I know specifically that either will not participate in all NBA voting because of this. They mm -hmm. don't want to be like the gatekeepers or somebody else. They're, they ain't trying to be pocket watching. No. I also know media members who will go and That's look. probably the most ethical decision to make there. Like, I agree. Like that, just just taking yourself out of that there probably guys, is I, the I ethically know, right thing to do. I know of many, many media members that will not, that specifically will not vote on All NBA. They will, they just won't participate because they don't want to, they don't want to be pocket watching. Yeah. Right. I also know of media members. I'm not going to give any names because that would be unfair. Mm -hmm. But I also, I think that is that is option one. I think that's the best option. But option two, which I think is the second best option is I know of media members, I'm not going to give their names, but I know of guys that literally will look and see if there's anybody that is in line for this. Well, okay, let's give context here. What we're talking about is after uh, you can get an extension that is called a Supermax mm -hmm. that is only available to the team, to you re-signing or extending with the team that you were drafted by, that if you sign it, there are... Uh, uh, accelerators that kick in for a handful of criteria. Mm -hmm. If you win the MVP, if you make uh, the all NBA team, I think it's in two out of three years. If you're an all-star starter twice, et cetera. Um, and it's worth in most cases, in Jason Tatum's case, 30 million AD didn't qualify for it. in I think it was like 2016 mm -hmm. clay missed out on it in 2019. Now, there's a handful of cases. So option one is I know a bunch of guys who just won't participate. I think that's probably the best option. But option two is there are guys that will look at all the candidates and see if there is anybody that's like on the fringes, they will look and see if they are eligible for the Supermax. And if they are, they'll vote for them. Mm -hmm. They'll use that as the deciding factor because they're not. Some guys will say, I don't want to participate at all. A lot of guys will say, if I have to be in this, then I'm going to vote for the guy to get him his money. I'd rather him get his money than not. Mm -hmm. But that is also putting your hand in like the competitive balance, right? Because yeah. that extra 30 million or whatever it is, is going to count against that team's cap and is going to make 
their some of their future moves a little bit more difficult, right? Like Boston is better off because Jason Tatum didn't qualify yeah. for it, right? They have a little mm-hmm. extra money to play Objectively. with. So, yeah, I think it's weird that the that media members who will they're humans right they are going to vote however they vote whatever their criteria is and some of that is going to be how do they personally feel about their interactions with said look barry bonds isn't a hall of famer simply because he's a dick like that's barry bonds is the best baseball player ever and he's not in the hall of fame right not named king griffey jr yes i agree (laughs) (laughs) and maybe mike trout i heard you talking about him the other day too um trout's on so yeah it's just it is just like that kind of trajectory and it needs it needs to stop yeah, I don't know what the solution is. I don't have that figured out yet, but the way it is right now is not working. And Jason Tatum is right. The other issue, though, and this will get it back to the Lakers. Um, I, I, I mentioned, I think, I don't know if it was on in the spaces on Tuesday or if it was on our show last week, um, that I believe the only place that LeBron has not started this year is at two. Mm-hmm. Right, he, I think he started at one, three, four, and five, mm-hmm. and that's what the NBA is now, right? Yeah. Like, what position? What position does well Draymond's injured, but what position does Draymond play? Right, he starts Powerful at four center. most of the time. Yeah, but he's really a center. But on offense, he's kind of the point guard. Jokic, and, man, like Jokic is a center, but like he he, he operates like out of the mid post as if he so, was a power so forward. So here's the handles, real problem. Yeah, for all of these awards. For the all-star game voting, for all NBA, what are we doing with the positions? Yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is positionless basketball now. Just give me the best 15 guys, period. Yeah. For the all-star game, give me the best 12 guys. And then we're going to need, like, eight more on each side because everybody's injured or doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. So just give me the best guy. The position thing is ridiculous. Jason Tatum last year got more votes than Kyrie. He had 69 points. Kyrie had 61 points. But Kyrie made third team because he was, quote unquote, a guard. Yeah. And Tatum was, quote unquote, a forward. So he didn't make it with more votes than Kyrie. I think the position thing is absurd. And the NBA, like if you vote on all these things, the NBA sends you this with a drop down menu with radio buttons that you can click on your guys. Mm -hmm. The same is true of all star game. Was it Maria Taylor, right? Who like, went down the drop down thing and clicked the wrong name and Anthony Davis was left off of her ballot and everybody lost their minds with Maria Taylor. Yeah. I, I, I just think I, so I don't know why, like and the NBA and frankly, the NBA gets the positions wrong. They just like, <laughs> there's that they just get, they also get them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. There was, there was, was it last year? God, I think it was last year and somebody who was a center was like allowed to be voted as a, you could vote for that person for the all-star game, or maybe it was all NBA mm-hmm. as a forward. And I'm like, this is, abs- well, no, it must've been all NBA because in, um in the all-star game, it's front court and back court. And the person had played literally 100% of their minutes at center. And they're <laughs> like, you can be, you can be a forward if you want. Right. So they, I think they base it on size. It's not, it's, it's absurd. Yeah. Nobody plays that way anyway. Yeah. That is Especially not what basketball like, is. So, yeah. I think I think a first step, look, I don't think media members should be in charge of anybody's contracts and pockets, right? It's also a competitive, like, this is conspiracy stuff. This is tinfoil hat Anthony stuff. Oh, yeah, but, let's go. But there are, I, 
I can imagine a scenario in which front offices, right? Let's just say theoretically, oh yeah, if front office in this case, if you're, yeah, could could have could have a conversation with their media members, yeah. Hey man, do you and say hey man, don't vote, don't vote Jason for you know, yeah, he's he's coming back. We got him signed, but the thirty million, we could use that. Don't vote for him. Yeah, right. And even it's unsavory. Even even if even if that isn't going on, which I don't think you or I really believe is going on, it's there. It's there. It's a it's an it's a possibility. You know, and and look, the like everybody involved with this are are hyper competitive, right? And if you can get a competitive advantage by not by like Jason Tatum in this case not getting that thirty mil that counts against your cap, like a really competitive person might say, and it's like, not no. it's not just right. It's Clay. I mentioned AD Donovan Mitchell. Like it happens regularly. Yeah, I'm also just gonna say because his executive at that time would have been Danny Ainge. I could see Danny Ainge doing it. I'm just gonna come out and say that. You're gonna you're you're saying Danny Ainge is I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but yeah. you're, you're gonna say Danny, who's interestingly enough now in Utah, yeah, and, and having to deal with Donovan, but uh, and Gobert, but uh, and your old boss, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're telling me Danny Ainge would be above having a conversation with Mannix about this sort of thing? I could see both of those guys. Never mind. I'm gonna yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. I. I look. I think. It, it, the the point here is that it could happen. It right. is out there on the table to right. potentially and happen. And that just makes it unsavory. Yeah, yeah. And and look, I so like one person said, well then the media shouldn't vote for all NBA or they shouldn't do it. And it's like, no, I I actually think the media is probably of a grouping of imperfect options the media probably makes the most now look i'm biased makes as more a member sense than the players yeah and makes more sense than the fans yes absolutely um and so like i it, you know in terms of solutions taking it completely out of the media's hands to vote on these awards i disagree with but what i do think needs to happen is and like here's here's the thing here's this is reductive and all of that but and this is something that's probably going to get like Pete, his ears are probably ringing right now because he Uh-oh. knows I'm about to make a Republican Fred point. But <laughs> <laughs> can I tell them, can I tell them of the picture in the Slack? <laughs> yes, yeah, you can. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you what yeah. Anthony's ridiculous hot take was. <laughs> But it, I've become a meme in our in the silver screen. Roll he has slack. become a meme, and it's like he that um, white people with sunglasses in all the circles mm-hmm. uh, thing uh, meme that has, has has gone around. Yeah, somebody I think it was Harrison had had pictures. You said in the Slack, I never take pictures with sunglasses. Apparently, Harrison had like two of them just lined up. Man, yeah, Harrison, you're he a creep. For him. So yeah. so you were that that thing. Uh, that like basically like I don't even like the NBA anymore. Shut up and dribble, and then it's the picture. I don't even know where it comes from. With well, frankly, a bunch of white people in sunglasses in all the little circles. Um, you were placed in one of those circles with you in a sunglasses yeah. pick. So. It's it. Look, if there's one place that you you don't want to get roasted, it's in a super creative Slack channel because Zane is incredible with Photoshop, and you have a whole bunch of like the most clever people. Um, that I know, just ready to ready to let it fire, and and a that's a picture right. of me at a Lakers game. And by is the way, already Harrison's avatar, I am terrified. Yeah, and by the way, like I don't, 
I, I that's not even how I lean. Like those of you who, those of you who, of course like, not. Like those of you who listen to my, t- like I've been, you know. But when you said Republican, Fred, yeah, no, I know. Like, I, well, the, the, that. the the take that I'm about to have is very, you know, it's going to sound very conservative. But are you giving me a shut up and dribble? <laughs> no. I think I look. I think the NBA media needs to shut up and scribble. No, I, I know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My take Hold here on, is that like, good. yeah, I know. We, I, I think that when it comes to player salaries and contracts in this, like, we got to stop with max contracts. Let the free market decide what these guys are worth. Get rid of it. If somebody wants to pay LeBron James a hundred million dollars, and you still have your cap there, and they think that they can make it work with LeBron on a hundred million dollar contract a year. And and they're going to try to fill out the rest of their roster after that. And LeBron wants to accept that contract. We should allow that to happen. So you're saying, but but combined with that, you're suggesting a hard cap, right? Uh, well, no. I I think I've always liked the notion of a soft cap that allows team if they feel like spending, they can. And that revenue that is generated from the luxury taxes should go back into the league. That allows the rest of the teams to spend. That can go directly to some of these teams. Uh, potential spending money. I think I, I think I've always been cool with that. Um, but but yeah, I this whole this whole max super the super max thing is the worst thing that has happened to the NBA in a really really long time. It there, has been yeah, there have been a lot of unintended consequences. Yeah, it has been a freaking disaster. You have all of these guys because look, I don't even blame them. I don't blame the Bradley Beals of the world who want to get paid and then immediately peace out. Like, I don't, I don't blame the people for wanting their money and their freedom. Now that's not necessarily how contracts work. Like once you sign a contract, that's not really how like the inherent, you know, foundation of, of the trust that a contract should uh, force people to abide works that, but that's a separate conversation altogether. I think when we talk about the, the, the way that these contracts are handed out, that should be a conversation between a player and their team that does not get, you know, that is not predicated, you know, on the hard earned or the, the hard line numbers that, you know, some of these bonus structures have and that some of like the, the max, the problem with the max is that, you know, and we saw this with Mello back in the day. Um, I think Mello is suffered more because of max contracts than just about any other player ever because he was worth a max contract in terms of revenue that he generated for the team. But if Carmelo Anthony is on your books for higher than the number that LeBron James is on the books for Miami, then Miami is inherently going to have a higher chance at winning a championship. And that has nothing to do with Carmelo Anthony as a player has everything to do with the amount of a a limited resource that cap money is. So like I, I, when, when, like, I, I just think, when it comes to Tatum and the points that he's making here about taking that out of the hands of the media, I agree completely uh, when it comes to their bonus structures. But I think they just got to do away with the Supermax anyway. And and look, you look at the people who negotiated the Supermax like, type of contracts into the CBA, all of a sudden, we had we had a union that was represented for a really long time by role players. The people who had the, the loudest voice in those in those conversations were role players and they looked out for the middle person and and then, you know, LeBron and Chris Paul, they started speaking up and representing the league and lo and behold, look who started getting paid a bunch more. And I just think it yeah, would be this is- it's it would, not rank and file. Yeah. It's not rank and file guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what, what what they need to do there's enough money being generated in the NBA. There's so like, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar a year 
league in terms of revenue generated. And I think what they need to start doing and really need to rethink is this, the structure of contracts as they are currently comprised and just do away with maxes. Let the market dictate what these guys are worth and how teams want to compete with guys at those numbers. I think that is fair. And I don't disagree with you. I think one other thing, though, if you're going to do that, if you're going to get get rid of the max contract, I think you also have to get away with do away with the draft. Mm. Uh, I think you, if we're if we're gonna yeah. if we're just gonna go full free market as you're suggesting, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's fair to force players to force go to players cities. to go to start right. If you're gonna, mm-hmm. is that only works once you get to the NBA? I. I think, and I'm not even advocating for this, but I think if you're going to go down that path that you're suggesting, mm-hmm. I think you have to do away with the draft and just say, hey, player X coming out of school X, mm-hmm. where do you want to go? And yeah. what is what is team, what are the Lakers or the Bulls or the Grizzlies or the Raptors? What are they willing to, to spend on you, right? Because it becomes at, the, at this point, those guys become, should be free agents. And yeah. they should get to choose their work environment just like guys that have been in the league. Whatever deal, you have to weigh whatever deal you can get versus in combination with what city are you going to? What situation are you going to? Do you want to be there? Is it worth going somewhere you maybe not rather be for a little extra change? Maybe. But if we're yeah. going to go free market, then we got to go full free market. I mean, but then you're getting rid of, if you want to go full free market, then you're getting rid of the cap right all together and you're like i don't know if i'm willing to go that far look at you being more republican than me look at excuse me don't don't tread don't tread on me aaron over here excuse me me? i'm a black man (laughs) there are three there are three black republicans on planet earth excuse me and i am one of them but but i I, I think I think when when it comes to like are gonna be a disaster after this no well I'm gonna, I'm gonna live in your world <laughs> I'll just retweet you a couple times you could you, you're welcome to my world let's see how I, that, I need the followers please yeah. do um but like the 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 issue so I think I think scrapping the draft altogether I don't necessarily get behind I think I think you should have the draft and the team that quote unquote drafts a player here should have you know, that they can sign that player to a certain amount more than a team that, you know, like if we want to say like a free agent, like a draft pool of resources every year. Right. I think, I think one thing instead of, instead of doing, cause we, they do this in baseball with the international players pool mm-hmm. where uh, essentially, and, and this is really watering it down. It's more complicated than this. Teams have a certain amount of money that they can use annually on players that are uh, that weren't traditionally drafted, right? Uh, this is mm-hmm. how like Shohei Itani arrived in, with the Angels, and how um, the Mariners Puig. and the Angels, yeah, Puig back in the day too, with 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 the my, my my boy, my boy, Yoenis Cespedes for my yeah. A's, yeah. So like, I, I think if we, I think that's a pretty good process. Like you 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 give these teams uh, like rookie pools, basically your draft. But pools. isn't that artificially like well? Right? We, you do you do need there needs to be some kind of structure that gives the, oh, now you, the, the now smaller you markets oversight. some now huh? you want oversight i mean because i don't want to create how did this turn into econ 102 <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't want to make it i don't want to create a league where 
fans of because like I'm a I'm a Vikings fan and I know that I'm never gonna watch my team win a Super Bowl because like who the hell wants to play football in in minus fourteen degree weather? No, like you got a dome, you got a dome now. Yeah, but still, like who wants to live in Minnesota when Miami mm-hmm. is an option or L.A. is an option? I mean, Trudell didn't. He left Minnesota <laughs> as soon as he could. <laughs> The but only yeah. person I know. So, like, Actually, I, it's not the only person I know from from Minnesota. But no, no one. I technically Michael Thompson. He went to Minnesota. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the Bahamas and yeah. Miami, which is shocking. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. did. He did. Uh, and then he regretted. He, he regretted that immediately. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Well, then he went to Portland, but he didn't have a choice. Yeah. As soon as he has a choice, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, LA seems go cool. LA. Let's try LA. Yeah. And then he stayed there forever. Um, the best, my, the best like, human there. Michael Thompson is the best human there is. Like I say, like and I said everything to you, last you week. see on Twitter yeah. of him, that's him. He yeah. is the best human there is. Michael Thompson, come on, come on the hook challenge. Let's get this doing. You want you? I have to. I have to figure out. So it's going to have to be Aaron and Michael Thompson because the only way me. he'll be able to figure out the the technical parts of this is with me. So tell him okay, there's I'll, wine. Tell him like just you know. He ain't drinking your wine. I promise you that. Oh no. Well, I I have a pretty so good he has. Right by now. the way, God, what is it? I think it's called. He and Clay and uh, Nolan Ariando have started a wine company. Mm-hmm. Uh, started a vineyard, I guess I would call it. <laughs> and I think it's called the Diamond and the Key, or the Key and the Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make really good red wine. So. It would have to be that, but all right. So now here's a little quick story time. He and I sat across from each other on the plane. And mm-hmm. the, we, were, we were both in the, the last row and we were in the two aisles. And for whatever reason, and he's the best. And I will never know exactly why this is. He and I have have, have, have clicked. Um, and so he would bring Camus. Camus Select is his favorite mm-hmm. wine. And so every road trip, he would buy a bottle of Kama Select or he'd bring one. And for whatever reason, I was the only person that was allowed to drink with him. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what it was. So after Laker wins, we would from we were going from one city to the next. He and I would drink a bottle of Kama Select because he loves he loves him some good red wine. I gotta find. I'm so, gonna find that bottle. I want to try it sometime. Uh, it's 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 good wine. I mean, to me, it's kind of lost on me because to me, wine is either like it tastes good or it doesn't, and mm-hmm. then it's either red or it's white. And I don't really drink white wine. Man, but two hundred dollar bottles here, huh? Like yeah, point. me and me and me and Michael Thompson well, drinking four, drinking there's, drinking Cama Select. There's a forty five dollar bottle at, at Total Wine. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out and get one. <laughs> it's a thimbleful. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I just Google it's it the, really quick. It's the, it's the fifty <laughs> milliliter bottle. <laughs> Not even a glass. That's what. It, that's what it costed to open the bottle <laughs> for somebody else. I will get. You, like, how about this? How, how about this? How about this? Hook listeners, silver screen and roll podcast feed <laughs> listeners. I will get Michael Thompson on this show. Let's do it. We will not drink wine. <laughs> you're like, I want to drink wine. No, you're not. You're, you're not. Drink, you're not bringing the wine for Michael Thompson. He has a company. I can't. No, I'll get him on. But it's going to have to be me and him on the same Zoom because yeah, we will mean? not have any idea how to how to operate this otherwise. <laughs> That's perfectly or not Zoom. fine. We're on. We're Streamyard. Yeah, Streamyard. Sorry. Yeah. 
All right, let's uh, let's let, let's use that as an opportunity to jump out of the uh, econ lesson that we were just giving and jump into story time. Oh God, <laughs> I've been to I don't know a handful of All Star games, a handful. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two thousand was in um, was in Oakland. Completely wholesome, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Um, 2018, I believe it was, was in, um, Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and I was affiliated with the Lakers at that. I'm completely wholesome. I promise you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Had a girlfriend at the time. It was, it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we went to no parties. We did nothing. I did nothing. You listened to audiobooks. I did. I read audiobooks according to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple more. I think it, I, I want to say it was 2007, I think it was, uh, was in Vegas, which is a complete disaster, which was a complete disaster. Mm -hmm. But 2009 is the one that really sticks out for me. And that is because it was in Phoenix. And at the time, um, Mari Stoudemire was in Phoenix. Stacks. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm telling you right now. Were you in the wine bath with him? No. Wine bath with him? Well, like like wearing shorts, I remember, obviously. Yeah, I remember. Yes, he was He was like bathing in red wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe maybe that's the episode with Michael Thompson. Maybe Michael was <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him. Maybe Michael will bathe. I think it's either the the key in the diamond or the diamond in the key. I I have to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, that's his company. They you know give shout outs, so he'll give me bottles. Um, or next time, next time I'm on the team plane, that's what we'll drink. Um, so yeah, we definitely need a Michael Thompson with his own red wine bathing. <laughs> I don't. Is that supposed to like remove toxins? Or I don't know. Anyway. It's the kind of uh, thing that like sounds cool, but the more that you think about it, like you're just sticky. It's just, it just, it smells. I awful. don't, I don't know. I have no concept of this other than it's got to cost twenty or thirty or fifty grand each bath if you're yeah, de- depending like, on the bottles and bottles and bottles of and that, yeah. Amari is not a small human, so no. to fill up a whatever bathtub he can fit in. But no, I was not in the red wine bath with Amari. However, he did have a house. It was actually more of a compound. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, he had uh, he had a party. And by the way, Boris Diaw, who is one of the also the great NBA humans of ever. Gosh, man, uh, that guy. They're just some that dude knew. Not Amar. Boris Diaw knew how to live, brother. That that dude dude was living life. Yeah, that is a good description for it. So. uh, I get invited to go to Amari's compound, let's call it. Although mm-hmm. that makes it sound like a cult. I don't want to like I don't want to <laughs> sound like that. He just lived away uh-huh. and in a gated area and had a huge complex area, home, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh he had buses. He like owned Prescott. 
Hennessy is delicious. Uh, he had a he had a compound. That's that is the right word for yeah. it. But uh-huh. that makes it sound like he's like a drug lord or, you know, like a, he's starting a cult, which it's, it's yeah. neither of those things. But right. However, bathing means, in wine is very drug lordian. Drug lordian is uh, something <laughs> was a were phrase, a word I didn't think I'd ever hear. I think that um, might be the name of this episode. Drug lordian. <laughs> right, yeah. I haven't. Fin- I haven't even finished the 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 last season of Narcos yet. Maybe this is inspiring me to do so. Yeah, Although should. Yellowstone, I've been watching Yellowstone, which is really good. Um, wow, I did. So not- you had to do. You had to not bring your phone. Mm-hmm. And we all got on. Well, not we all. If you got invited, you go on a buses. And we get bust to uh, Amari's Amariville. Mm-hmm. Amariville, they'll mm-hmm. call it that. We go in, good time. We were not the only <clears throat> people that were bust into Amariville. Huh. Um, <laughs> a good time was had by all at Amariville at the All Star Game in two thousand nine, off site. Thank you for listening, for joining us on, on this episode of The Hook. You will no longer be hearing this anymore. You're probably not listening anymore anyway, like, but if you are, yeah. Mom, I am sorry. Mom, I love you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. Is there, is so, so, like, how does one get on that invite list? Is my, like, I have so many so questions okay, about the so life that like you So here's, like, a real you, discussion. Yeah. And I've said this a lot. Um, on this show and on our spaces every business people people is a people business business. Mm -hmm. every business is a people business every business is a relationship business um and that is just as true or maybe even more so in the nba as it is in anything else probably Um, more so because it's such a small world yes it is a very small like quote-unquote fraternity right there's the fraternity of the players and the past players that is even smaller, but there is a shared experience. If you work in the NBA, you work for a team. And even what we were talking about this earlier, even with some of the, the, like the beat writers, mm-hmm. all of that is a very small group of, of people. And you end up running into the same people over years and years and years and different teams, right? Different beats and you work for different teams. It's still a very, very small group and you end up interacting with running into becoming friends with um, the same people over and over. Yeah. And those relationships really matter. And even if you're like kind of tangentially or on the fringes connected to it, um, it's, it's just a very small group. And also the other really, we and I started talking about this earlier, about the travel. Whether you're a beat writer or whether you're a player or whether you work for a team and you travel, whether you work for a network and you travel with the team, you know, like the Spectrum, some of the Spectrum crew would travel with us. Um, and I, I don't even mean like the broadcasters. You mm-hmm. know, some of the like the Spectrum guys yeah, backstage. Little Lakers. crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Koger. Michael Koger, shout out, who's one of the best dudes who's in charge of backstage Lakers. Um, when you travel in the NBA, it is such a small group. It is such a condensed group. And you end up, once you travel with them, and then obviously home games too, um, it is you end up spending more time 
with those people, the players, the coaches, the trainers, uh, the media people, the PR people, mm -hmm. right? Travel party for the Lakers. It's it's Orem and it's it's McMiniman and it's Goon. uh, let's say that again, Goon. Yeah, it's it's Kyle, right? Like, uh, you you end up spending time more time with them, and then. Ali would come with us on some trips, right? And then it's it's Ireland and it's True and it's Michael and it's Stu and Mac. And so you end up spending more time with those people than you do with your regular family, your other family, right? And so mm -hmm. that kind of becomes a family also. And so that happens in the NBA all the time. And so all of the, you, there's like a very close knit group of people in and around the NBA that, you end up spending so much time with and even if and everybody goes their different directions goes to a different team but you cross paths with somebody in some yeah. city or you knew them from another team so that ends up kind of becoming it is a very close group of people so how do you get invites to things like amari land or amari world is that what you call it <laughs> like that you just i don't know it's the nba it's it's a unique thing but it's just, yeah. it's just the nba all right, well, that's going to do it here for this episode of The Hook this week. It's going to do it for every episode of The Hook. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll probably just about end uh, this run of the show. Uh, we had a good, I think we, you know, we did all right. I did do too. Are we going to rebrand to something else? We have to take like a hiatus and rebrand to something else. It would else be funny if we, like, if we came back as like The Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> and we just... Or, or we were called The Crot... No, like, we can't do The Crossover. The Jumper... Yeah, like we just we just keep coming back as like different different shot types. Yeah, the Hezzy Jumbo. Oh, <laughs> why didn't we do that to begin with? Yeah, that's kind of perfect, right? You're the Hezzy and I'm the Jumbo. Like it's just it just works out really. <laughs> I do have I do have to Hezzy. <laughs> I do have to Hezzy like twenty three times an episode. <laughs> Every time, instead of saying it, <laughs> Hennessy is delicious, the Hezzy is delicious. Like it's just it works. All right, we just we just rebranded. All right, like I said though, that's going to do it for this episode of the Hook. This week's episodes here on the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Uh, I look, we are going to find out. We were going to talk about buyouts, didn't uh, eventually get out to those today, but uh, over the weekend, I'm sure we're going to get some information now that all of these. Are, are you? Well, because like anytime you get all of these executives in the same place at the same time, there is you know some discussions yes. that are had yeah. and and that is, so that is that is fair and that yeah. is correct and you know you have players that are going to all-star weekend who just want to be around there and they're talking to each other as well agents are all around each other so you have agents talking to each other about what might be in in their players best interest all of that good stuff is going to be happening over the course of the weekend uh and when it's over we will be back here to discuss as much of it as we as we can until then, I'm Anthony Irwin, that was Aaron Larsoul, and this was The Hook.